literally you can go back and listen to it <laughs> a few times <laughs> on about half of the podcast we've done <laughs> And we are back like funk blues and jelly shoes. My name is Craig and this is the Long Snapper Podcast, the number one American football podcast in the country. Skeleton crew today. Uh, I'm joined by our resident quiz master and the illustrious host of the Mall Over podcast, Russ and Adam. How are we doing, boys? Very good. Very good. Good. Thanks. Thanks for having me back. It's always a pleasure. You say thanks. To be totally honest, <laughs> if we if you're not here, there is no podcast. <laughs> so, so thank you, sir. No, <laughs> we don't no. like to call you the backup, Doug. Oh, uh, I don't know uh, if it's a backup. Whoa. I mean, better, Doug. Oh, uh, see, why wouldn't what what parameters are we judging this by? Because in all the key statistical character categories, I've got Russ winning. <laughs> <laughs> Apart from curmudgeon, Doug wins it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> true, true that. Um, yeah, I'm struggling on that. Uh, spell curmudgeon. No, uh, I will yeah. not. That's why I've got auto correct. <laughs> uh, I, I, I think Russ is going to stand more of a chance with five questions about the Cardinals than spelling uh, curmudgeon. I'm not sure. We'll see. Bonus question. Um, this week, bit of a mixed bag uh, in the NFL in terms of the action. Philly um, still looking dominant. Buffalo are who we thought they weren't. Uh, Cam looks to have found his groove. And could Drew Brees be enjoying the first year of his career with a legit running game? We'll look all over that. Um, but first, as is customary on the Long Snap Pod, we'll be beginning with a quiz. Um, and Russ, time for you to let us know. You've had well over a year, in fairness, well over a year since you uh, decided on the Arizona Cardinals as your team. And I believe Adam has something related. I do. We've been doing a few of these for different people that have come on and given them five questions about their team. And we've kind of got a leaderboard going. Uh, I think Jan still heads that on two points. Basically, five questions on the Cardinals. Each one you get correct gets you a point. But if you don't get one right, Craig gets a chance to take a point away from you. Um, so the, the same format. Uh, you've been revising today, I hope, on Wikipedia I've, and other... I've tried my best. Um, I fear the worst for this, though. I've got to be honest. It's... Um... You know, I don't, I haven't, uh, since my introduction to the NFL properly, I haven't, you know, gone in balls deep on the cards, let's say. I, they're my team. They're the team that I follow. Um, <laughs> don't go balls deep on any team. I've, I've, the, the problem Never is I've, I've, um, I've waved and I've, and I've thought about, and I've, I've even took advice on, you know, I wasn't that committed on the cards. Let's go elsewhere. And pre-season, I was pretty stuck on the Eagles. Now, I'm kind of wishing that I were, if I'd done that pre-season, I'd be like a dog with two dicks right now. But I didn't. Adam, Adam you would was have not having it. Credibility. No, you can't just jump teams. I'm not, you know, you you've, you've done the right thing. I'm proud of you for that. Um, I'm a because... fucking Jets fan, mate. <laughs> yeah, but I, 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 I've supported the Titans since they were the Oilers going back to being a small boy when no first discovering the NFL. They haven't won a Super Bowl in my lifetime or in their entire history. Um, I'm happier with that. I think 
ultimately, if they st- if they won five back to back Super Bowls, I'd be more miserable. As I wouldn't be wanting more, I'd just be sick of it. No, I pity those Patriots fans. <laughs> my only my only slight concern with the Cardinals, right? I'm a big fan of of mediocrity. I've been a Spurs fan for a long, long time. Um, the stash, the card stash, that logo, that emblem is horseshit. Um, you know, I've I've got some much better. I mean, the 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 Bears stash is good. I quite like the Eagles. There's some really nice stash out there that I, you know, I like, and I, I, I don't really want to buy any Cardinal stuff because that bird is embarrassing. My son quite likes the Cardinals because it looks like the Angry Birds. That's stuff. that's but, yeah, yeah, but I'm 35, not seven. <laughs> He's six. Um, so that's even worse. Uh, right, are you ready for for five questions? You yes. did say you sent me a message saying I've been a fan for twelve months. With that in mind, um, some of these questions may <laughs> may go back before that. We, we begin in have, the nineteen twenty-five. Uh, yeah. <laughs> exactly. If, I'm just going to crack on with it. That's uh, great. First question. First question. What were the Arizona Cardinals called between 1988 and 1993? Oh, amazing. Great start. Between what, sorry? What's the date? 1988 and 1993. Uh, Pass. I mean, something to to do with Phoenix, maybe? Because, you know, of the Arizona... Phoenix, Arizona. But... That's, a, that's I'm, a guess. I'm going to give you half a point for that. Wait a fucking minute. Wait <laughs> a fucking minute. So, so Russ opens up his answer by saying the word pass, then gives a dodgy description. Did I say and you pass? Give him, was it just a... Yeah, like, 100% and you give him half a point. However, last week you asked for coaches of the New York Jets. I gave you and you refused to give me a f- Adam, mate. Uh, what the fuck is going on? What's happening, mate? How how many of those twenty tweets have you received that were going to change? At least two. And how many of those were you? Two more than factually <laughs> accurate. Fifty percent of that was me. <laughs> 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 All right, I'm not going to... Well, I'll tell you what. Why don't you have a chance to steal the half a point back by giving us their, their full full name, Greg? The worst... Uh, it's either Chicago or St. Louis. I know they they were they were originally... I think they was originally Chi-Town, but that would be before. Cards have been around for time, like, but I'm not good at... Decade. Yeah, the, you're not stealing the half a point. They were in St. Louis before 1988, uh, but Russ is right. They were the, those six years in between. They were called the Phoenix Cardinals and changed <laughs> to become the Arizona Cardinals. So that's that's yeah. the only kind of city I, I'm really aware of in in Arizona properly. Anyway, so is there? Yeah, technically, are there any others? Never played in Phoenix. Um, no. They're kind of the sit. The definition of a city is a bit a bit weird because. A lot of American cities have, you know, you have cities dotted around them that are really their suburbs. So Tempe and uh, Glendale, where they... Appreciate the history on geography, mate. Let's crack on the quiz. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, question two. Who did the Cardinals play in their only Super Bowl appearance? Oh, wow. That's easy. Uh, What is it, though? 
Uh, yes. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, it was. It was the Saints. No, it wasn't. New Orleans, no? No, it wasn't. <laughs> Craig. Oh. Craig. Uh, Steelers. It was. Yeah. You've not seen that game. That was a good game. Not a good really? game for a uh, yeah. Cards fan, but... No, well, when... I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm clutching the straws here. I've been following them loosely, in inverted commas, for just over 12 months. Let's, you know, keep it coming. Okay. okay. <laughs> so uh, what's that? Now I'm at minus half a point. Is that you're right? You're at minus half a point, yeah. Uh, question three. Who has the most touchdowns of all time for the Cardinals? That, and that's got to be Larry Fitzgerald, surely. It has indeed. It is Larry Fitz. There you go. You're back into positive, positive <laughs> take yardage. It, take it. <laughs> uh, question four. Which team drafted Carson or Carthorse Palmer, as I know you like to call him, with the first overall pick of the 2003 NFL draft? Oh, wow. Um, well, he's been around a bit, Carson Palmer, hasn't he? Because he's been there or thereabouts. So the first team... Well, he, he came from the, the Raiders. I know that much. But where he was before that, I don't know. So I'll... I'll let's have a guess. Um, Browns. Unlucky. Craig. This is a tricky one because it does, he got, it's been around for so long. And um, he's, he, he has played for quite a few teams. I actually think we've had this question on the on the podcast before. Um, and I was frustrated at the time and I'm frustrated again. I'm going to go with... Why do I want to say... The Rams? No, it's the Bengals, I'm afraid. Bengals. Ah, we definitely had it before. Definitely, definitely. <laughs> I, wasn't, I wasn't getting that. I literally had 32 teams to choose from. 31 teams to choose from. It was a pluck. Yeah, he's too good to have been drafted by the Browns. You should have thought that one through. Yeah, um, yeah but in, in two, I don't know what the Browns were like in 2003. Bad. Always. <laughs> Always bad. <laughs> Unless their coach was Jim Brown, they were bad. I'll give you a stat about the Browns. The last time they made the playoffs was 2002. There you go. Um, finally, um, I dropped this. I dropped. I'm going to tell you the question I dropped from the five. Uh, I did have six questions. The other one was going to be who was the current Arizona Cardinals long snapper. So uh, I've. <laughs> that was that was the Dougie question. Instead of that, I'm going to ask you where was Bruce Arians coaching prior to joining the Cardinals. This this was I, I watched um, all or nothing quite a bit. In fact, I watched it twice, all the way through because I enjoyed it so much the first time. Um, and he's been quite a lot of places. Are you saying who is he head coach of? Because he's been coordinator at a few places as well, hasn't he? He has. Yeah. Who was he? He head coach. Yeah. Where was he a head coach? He was also a coordinator there. Well, he came from the Colts it to the Cardinals, so it must have been the Colts. Yeah, correct. There you go. Oh, You're wow. doubting yourself. Yeah. Well, no, because, because, he was the, because he was the offensive coordinator of the Colts, I wasn't entirely sure whether he, he was head coach. Didn't he, he, um, he, didn't he, he hold he, the reins while Pagano was getting treated? Yeah, exactly. He, Chuck Pagano, um, 
going through his cancer treatment and so on, um, Arians held the fort and did, frankly, a lot better than Pagano yeah. was, was doing and got him got himself the Cardinals job off the back of that. Um, and yeah, they got the, the better end, really. Uh, one and a half points, pretty respectable. Uh, I'll, t- I'll take that in fairness. Second place on the leaderboard. So well, you probably deserve some music. Doug, play my music. I know he's not here, but he will edit it. So make sure you get some music. Do it. Do it, Doug. <laughs> whether he's paying attention. Um, so where's that put? That puts put Russ second, does it? Behind Jan and above Rich. Yes, exactly. I'll take that. That's not bad. That's respectable. Yeah. You know, there might be some long snap fans out there that might uh, might question the the level of the questions, but you know you got you got to pay to your audience, haven't you? Hey, that's, hey, 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 you can only beat what's in front of you, mate. Yeah. Take it, <laughs> mate. I will one hundred percent. I was I was expecting minus, and uh, you know, ha- with all due respect, Craig, I know you said earlier you don't know much about the Cardinals, so the ones I got wrong, you know, quite have, could have quite easily been uh, been whisked away had Mark been here or, or Doug. What did I get wrong? What did I get wrong? I mean, how, how many chances did I have? You got the Steelers, didn't you? But you didn't yeah, get you, you didn't, you didn't get Bengals. Bengals. Two two chances, yeah. That Bengals uh, probably pain wouldn't have got. Uh, Justin Drescher, their long snapper, had our ask that. I'm assuming. Definitely wouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> I, we should. We need to ask a question at some point. Just who can name the most long, long snappers? And I'm going with three. I think if somebody can name three, they've definitely won. Yeah, you've won that. <laughs> I don't know three. So <laughs> probably time to talk um, some NFL. Before we do, uh, as always, do check us out on Twitter um, at Long Snap Pod. Uh, it's good fun and we're going to be trialing something um, from this week onwards unfortunately the guys aren't on um, if you listened to the show last year we had a mini competition between us where we'd all have a bet on the weekend and whoever uh, we'd do an accumulator on the NFL and whoever won would win money from each other as well uh, that was really tough <laughs> And died out in the end. And I don't think everyone paid. Obviously, I paid because I'm a man of honour. Uh, I don't know about the rest of them. Um, <laughs> so uh, what we will what we will be doing instead is we will pool our resources. Um, so myself, Adam, uh, Mark, and our misery maestro, Dougie, will chuck a few quid in. Uh, and we're going to do an accumulator of which we will agree and put it on on Sunday and try and with some dough. This this agreeing bit is going to be the tricky bit, isn't that's it? That's going to be that's going to be the tough one. It's going to, it's going to be majority rule. I reckon. In fact, given there's four of us, Russ, I'm going to give you the deciding vote. How's that? Look, that's making decent. decisions on the fly. I, I, I tell that. you what. Yeah. What? Why not? Why just not? just text me and say. All, all you need to do is somebody text me and go Bengals or Patriots, for instance, when the answer will be the Patriots, but. Um, no, no. <laughs> the answer is never the Patriots. <laughs> That's where you go wrong. <laughs> but you see what I mean. Give me two teams, and I'll just pick one. Yeah. And I, I've got a little bit of knowledge now. You know, I can I can know if it's the Browns. It's a no. Yeah, there you go. Hey, you're number two on the leaderboard, bro. <laughs> you know, that's uh, you're not. That's not last. So, yeah. so Russ is going to decide if the four of us can't come to a, a consensus. Um, we will. Put it out on Twitter 
um, over this week. So we'll have the get, we'll have our choices up by Thursday. Um, Dougie gets his arse in gear. This should be out tomorrow for your commute, and uh, we'll have our picks for Thursday. Uh, how's that? More content, genius, really. Guess whose idea that was? Mine. Of it, it all depends whether we actually follow it through and do it. That's. Oh, I've just said it on air, ain't I? Well, uh, what type <laughs> we of, say a lot of stuff on air. What type of podcast do you think this is? Going <laughs> to announce it and then just act as though it never happened. <laughs> never, ever, ever done that. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, so we'll try and do that. It's going to be fun. Check us out on Twitter. Um, everyone want to do a bit of self-promotion? Russ? Yeah, can do. I'm at Russ Milson. That's my personal account where you can see me tweet about lots of different stuff, but mainly rugby and the odd random shit tweet. Um, you could also find some of my other podcast stuff that Doug's on. If you're a big fan of rugby, Mall Over podcast. We chat about the, the weekend's rugby, a bit like the long snapper. Not quite as slick, but... Uh, you know, Definitely not as slick. This is slick. Probably more well-informed. <laughs> yeah, well, why not? <laughs> It's a good. I enjoy it actually. I'm not a big, big rugby fan at all. I kind of tune in for the Six Nations bit of the World Cup. Don't really watch club rugby, but it's an enjoyable listen. Um, Adam, they, how about we get off the uh, review and get your Twitter out, mate? Uh, <laughs> a, a D Foxcroft. Cheers, pal. I'm not on a second podcast. <laughs> not, like, not like Doug. He's kind of a big deal. He's on two podcasts. He's definitely not a big deal. In fact. <laughs> I have it on good authority that the Mall Over podcast is better without Doug. I'm just, it's not my oh, words. Yeah. It's not my words. Just sharing information. That's all I'm doing. Don't shoot the messenger. <laughs> Jokes, Doug. Don't edit it. Let's talk football. Um, as I said, up and down. Uh, probably the shock of the weekend. So Buffalo aren't that good. <laughs> um Three weeks ago or two weeks ago, I think we were we were lauding them. That defense looked legit. They just made the move for Kelvin Benjamin um, when we thought they'd all tank. I think they were five and three or five and two at the time. Uh, not the situation anymore. Shea, I mean, it's just too easy when you when you're lining up against Buffalo. Um, you know what's coming, and that is Shady McCoy, Tyrell Taylor. I, I, I think I gave Mark a real hard time um, about Tyrod in that I kind of like him, but I suppose I don't watch him every week and watch a whole game. You might see highlight plays on Red Zone. You might tune in and out. But if you watch him for a whole game, he isn't consistent and he just doesn't seem to be in control. Um, whereas on the other hand, you've got a Saints offense, which is rolling um, and... That's because of their running game. Two stellar running backs, um, good offensive line, lots of options. I mean, very surprised at how bad Buffalo are, but how serious are the Saints? I, I think this is more down to how serious the Saints are. As, as a Mark may say different, and he's he's probably sitting there with his ears burning right now. But I fucking I told be, you! Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, everything he said about Tyrell Taylor. But I, I, don't, I don't think they should be that worried yet. Um, the Saints are unstoppable at the moment. They've, what the Saints have always been on offence in recent years is Drew Brees and countless excellent receivers. And, and they, had, they had Jimmy Graham in the past and they've had others. 
Um, they've just got it done through the air. Now they've got a game on the ground. They don't need Breeze's arm. They, in fact, in fact, he even ran in for a touchdown against Buffalo. They didn't even score a touchdown through the air in that game. So how how do you defend that when you've got the the reputation that they've they've had over the the past few years? Their offense, even when they've been a a bad team on on defense and they've struggled to sort of seven and nine, eight and eight, their offense has always racked up points. Um, I don't think. And yeah, I mean, it's just about the worst time for Buffalo to play them as well. They shouldn't be too concerned yet. Would, let's let's see how they how they carry on against the more average teams on their schedule, like the Patriots twice coming up <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and and so on. But no, I mean, seriously, I think it's more more down to the Saints being that good, and they're going to go a long way. I suppose my worry is that, that at no point. Did that defense manage to stop the run? Um, England's running really um, well. Uh, the boy K- Kamara's running really well. Uh, it looks like a good scheme, but it's, it's, it's so much harder to stop the run when you've got in the back of your mind you stack the box. Breeze will be. Yeah, but you'd almost rather that, wouldn't you? You'd almost, when he's running on you when you're three quarters in and you've been run all over all day. At some point, you've got to punch someone in the mouth and start the run. You'd rather get beat on the back end, um, which they weren't. You know, I read an article today, which you know is not my opinion, but almost questioning whether that run. Offense is carrying Drew Brees in that his deep ball is not the consistent precision pass that it was of once. Now, I'm still a massive Drew Brees fan. I think he, when he plays well, he's what, the second best quarterback in the league after Aaron Rodgers. But I just think that the Bills really needed to, uh, key points in this game, they needed to step up and stop the offense and be willing to get shellacked on the back end if. Do, do, uh, Drew Brees was managed to connect, but they, they just didn't. And it, it looked all too controlled for, for the Saints. So question then, from a from a Bills point of view, would you, you would obviously look to plug that run and, and offer them the opportunity. There's a lot more um, speculation as such. I know obviously it's, it's very well choreographed, but if, if they're going to be throwing the ball through the air, there's an element of chance in that. There's an element of, of all sorts of things happening. Whereas with the run, it, it's a lot more prescribed. It's a lot more, um, you know, straight up, up the guts for want of a better phrase. Um, so if you're, if you're plugging that run game, surely it's better to, to set your D up like that and say, go on then, try and pass it. If you're good enough, it's a bit like rugby where they say, well, you know, if you're going to go wide and go round us, that's fine, but you don't come for us. So, sometimes it's a bit of cat and mouse and the old chess game. Um, you're second guessing what the other team are going to do. Um, and perhaps Buffalo have gone in with a game plan, maybe more worried initially about about the Saints through the air and, and set, up, set up to defend that a bit more. By the time they get to half time and have the chance to make some adjustments it's too late or they can't make any on the fly for whatever reason um yeah, maybe the saints coach that game a bit better than the than buffalo's young young head coach i don't, I don't know it's it's strange because you very easy obviously to look at look at a game afterwards and say well they've been run all over they should have should have done something there but i, I just feel with an offense as, as strong as new orleans it's it's difficult to to stop everything I think you got you got. I mean, in-game adjustments are 
are the bread and butter of the NFL. This is the reason that you know Bill Belichick has got the number of Super Bowls he he has. You, yeah, it's all well and good to have a game plan, but you have to react to what's happening in front of you. And when Ingram's running all over you, gets a minor injury, I think in the early in the third, um, and gets spelled for a couple of series tomorrow. Thanks, mate. That was awesome radio. Um, Sorry about that. A panic of uh, I didn't have time to work out how to mute my mic. Awesome. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> um, uh, panic. Yeah, panic. you got to, you got to, I think you got to say no more, no more. Whether that's you bring the safeties down, you allow your linebackers to play a bit more aggressive, um, you know, maybe release some of some of the coverage duties and ask the safety to pick up whatever you have to do. I just, you just can't let them keep running the ball so comfortably. Um, you know, stretch play here, dive play there. It, it was really too easy. Um, and again... Maybe, maybe a bit of an experience from the coach, Buffalo coaching. Well, I, I, you talk about coaching and what it does say. I think we, we had a... Uh, there was a comment a few weeks ago, either Mark or Dougie, I think, made around Sean Payton. And that there was a time where... You know, this guy was high, very, very highly thought of, one of the premier offensive minds uh, in football. And they've just stagnated since they won that Super Bowl. Done nothing, um, really and truly. I think that's and largely been the other side of the ball for them that's caused them it, this. Absolutely, it, absolutely. But you're the head coach. You're the head coach. Yeah, so no, I don't disagree. It's all yeah. well and good putting up points, but... You know, you, you've got to make your team win. And this year, but the, the first year we've seen New Orleans have a run game uh, uh, in recent memory, and the first year we've seen New Orleans have a defence. Now, you know, for the criticism he has re he received, his team is 7-2 and two, uh, and, you know, one of the top defences in the league and a really potent run game, Andrew Brees. You know, I, Quite, just flying under that radar I like the Saints I like the Saints going forward I like the Saints um, in that conference um, let, let, I wouldn't be surprised to see, them, to see them go deep this year who else is there? They still I mean the Saints even players like like Willie Sneed who's been decent he can't he can't even get a look in you know I, I, I know that from a from a fantasy point of view but he was suspended earlier in the season he's, bat, he's done a, a bit of injury as well but you know, he he cannot seem to get a look in. And when you've got that sort of depth, you know, you've got to be they've taken often, seriously. They've often been a bit like a bit like the Patriots with that. Like they'll yeah. they'll come <laughs> up with obscure targets and frustrate frustrate you in fantasy. Having being an owner of Michael Thomas, I can tell you that as a fact, although he got a lot of catches. Um but yeah, yeah I yeah, mean I, I, I definitely think that the Saints are one to watch out for. I think Buffalo uh, unfortunately, uh, for Mark and other Buffalo Bills fans, fooled us. Other Buffalo Bills fans, couple, really? couple guys oh, okay. apparently, um, fooled us, and they are actually shit. Shady, get out of there. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, moving on, Atlanta dominate Dallas. And Cowboys looking really different without Ezekiel Elliott. Yeah, I, 
is it can we judge them on one game maybe um there's some other things going on obviously Sean Lee on the other side of the ball a massive loss for for them with his every injury every time he's out yeah it, it, it keeps him. happening doesn't every it? time he's out it hurts him. but the the O-line didn't seem to be protecting Dak as well as it has done uh, whether that's because Zeke's not there and the Falcons can just go after him knowing that he can't just hand the ball off to somebody and get seven or eight yards every time um it's a uh, it did seem a very, very different offense, which which you'd sort of expect. Um, but I, I didn't. I still thought that Dallas would would have enough for for the Falcons with with or without Zeke, with Alfred Morris and maybe McFadden wherever he went. Um, but who else picked him up? Just me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just literally disappeared. Um, yeah, it didn't happen, did it? Atlanta had a you know again a game plan which which worked. Um, they rightly, rightly assumed that they could go after them a bit without without Elliot and stop them really. And Matt Ryan looked a bit better. Um, Atlanta looked better on offense, more like the team that made the Super Bowl last year. You know, we'll see if they can they can get a run going after that. But um, it could be a long six games for Dallas. Yeah, I mean, I just. I think I've, I've asked questions at that offensive line beforehand. Um, we've talked about how good Zeke is and everybody's immediate answer to that is that the O-line is, you know, exceptional. But I think we've seen them look flawed. I, well, I, actually, <coughs> excuse me. Actually, that game proved a little bit to me that it was more down to Zeke than the O-line. Yeah, uh, exactly. And the fact that you just you couldn't just stick Morris in there and expect the same. And do result. the same. Yeah. Uh, and absolutely. And, and but this, I don't think this is the first time we've seen it. Uh, I think there was times last year um, they do struggle in in pass protection. They struggle when you've got an aggressive line in front. I mean, Atlanta were just winning. It, it was literally as simple as that. At times, the Atlanta's D line was just beating. Dallas's O line, off the yeah. ball, for effort, getting the pushback. It, it it wasn't it it wasn't complex and it wasn't close. Um, so yeah, I do. I think I, I think Dallas are in trouble with Zeke. I, I I must admit, I thought they'd be better. Um, that O line have to help Dak out. You know, Dak. He's still a second year player. It, you either need to give him the keys, tell him, do whatever you want. But if you want him to implement some sort of game plan and you want him to to, to manage your offense, then that O-line need to, do need to do, do better. And you've got to see something from your playmakers. I mean, that, those, that receiving core has done absolutely nothing this year. Absolutely nothing. I picked up Cole Beasley and Fantasy early just because I thought there'll be opportunities out of the slot for quick hitters here and there, hopefully in the red zone. They have been woeful, um, that receiving call. I have not helped at all. I don't I don't like the Cowboys going forward if they don't have Zeke. Um, I think it's rolling on to 2018. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're five and four, I think, now. So they've got five more games without Zeke, which, you know, say they win a couple of those, then they're sort of seven and seven, maybe. 
Um, that's tough to get tough to get in. Uh, they're not they're not going to win their division. That's for sure. They've got Philly this coming week, actually. So I don't fancy their chances there. What did we see from Atlanta? Any anything to be confident about? Restore your faith, um, or just take an advantage of a good matchup. I th- maybe a bit of both. Probably more the more the latter. Um, well done to their their coaching staff for knowing knowing how to beat Dallas as they were. I guess um, Matt Ryan will always always be good. I think I've got a lot of time for him. Um, it's it's whether mentally they're strong enough. I'm not I'm not sure. I don't know how why Matt Ryan isn't getting the ball to Julio Jones. That is, I just can't understand it. I'm watching the I'm watching the games, and I don't understand. Just throw it to Julio. You've got to throw it to Julio ten times at least. Um, I'm not high on Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan throws a flipping interception every week at the minute. Um, I think he's too up and down. His best player is Julio Jones. Julio Jones needs to be the focal point of that offense. And if that isn't the case, I don't fancy Atlanta. Um, NFC is looking competitive. And the two best teams in the NFL are in the NFC. Uh, and one of those teams are not. Atlanta. I think some of some of that could be down to losing losing Carl Shanahan. Um, but maybe, maybe you're right. Maybe Matt Ryan has to take a bit more on his shoulders. I think you know, he's probably the best guy in that house. So maybe you're right. He needs to do a bit more. Get the ball to Julio. So, and somebody else, well, 52 other people who need to do a bit more. The New York football giants. Oh, my <laughs> God. Mm. I mean, I'd like to think I could call up 15 boys and we'd score a touchdown on that defence at the moment. I'd like to think that. I, I reckon I'll get Martin Chuck in the ball. Uh and we'd put Who? points on that defense. Yeah, true that. <laughs> um, I mean, they're just dog shit, aren't they? And and it's not even just the fact that they're bad. It's so, they've quit. That's does what they've it done. look like they want to play football? No. I mean, it's a, it's a disgrace. And the thing is, that type of game before the game, San Francisco are thinking this is one we can win. And as a giant. As a Giants player, you would think these boys think they're going to be able to come and beat us. Let's not fucking have that. And at least make a fight of it. Did they? No, not even slightly. The, I mean, that to me is the, the difference between those two teams. And that's, it seemed like the 49ers were going to win that one from early on. And it and in the end was quite comfortable for them. They wanted it. They, they haven't. In fact, they're going in the right direction, San Francisco. They're playing for a coach, a GM, an organisation that they want to play for. They have, they are talent, talent poor at the moment. Uh, they're going to get, they're getting better under John Lynch. I think he's doing good work building that team. Uh, but they are not currently a good team, and they are playing, playing better than that. The Giants are the opposite. Okay, they've lost, they've lost Beckham, they've lost others, um, but they still should have the players to do more than they are. And they've they've quit on Ben McAdoo. Maybe maybe they the players want rid of the coach, uh, but whichever way you look at it, it's terrible, and you you hate to see that. And I've in the past three or four years accused my own team of looking a bit like that once or twice, and it's horrible to see 
you you don't like you don't like players that don't seem to be trying and it just didn't look like they wanted to win that that's why the 49ers ended up with the with the win so you mentioned the sort of the talent void in the 49ers at the moment they are getting better what do you see as their quarterback situation coming up then with the regards to the Bethard and Garoppolo situation well it's an interesting one we have obviously Rich came on a couple of weeks ago talk, talking about that um they for some reason haven't decided to throw Garoppolo straight in there I think we'll see him at some point soon um maybe give him a bit more of a chance to learn the playbook get used to the environment um maybe they think he could well, he could be the answer it's an interesting time to to bring him in um see what he's like Cause his deal actually expires at the end of this year um i'm sure they could convince him to to stick around if if it works if it doesn't work no significant harm done with the pick they've lost um they will have a a nice pick in the 2018 draft anyway um, they're hoping that maybe they don't have to use that up with a quarterback if if Jimmy G works out. I don't think it's it's going to be Bethard, um, from what I've seen. But you know he's he's doing probably a better job than than Hoyer was. It's 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 working out okay for them. I think. I, I still think they're pretty pretty poor. I, I think this is um, a crest of a wave. I think that as far as San this season, as, yeah, yeah, as as much as they can get in San Francisco. I do like the Garoppolo move. I think they've got to do a lot in the off-season. Uh, and for me, that's why they're not chucking Jimmy in there. There's no point. Bring him in. Let him learn the playbook. If they've we got can to have get, a look at him this season at some point. If surely. we can get a bit of excitement going and we can win a couple of games we weren't meant to, and then at some point our quarterback gets in a bit of trouble, maybe he gets hit, maybe he has a bad game, Jimmy can come in with no pressure, play well, Look to next season. I do not see anything happening in the uh, in the for the Niners. Um, thing for me is, I you know, McAdoo's got to go right, um, and and it's funny because you know for the, for those of you who don't know the Giants, there was a lot of talk about whether there was too much player power, and in that locker room and with the exploits of Odell Beckham Jr fighting, kicking nets and whatever, doing whatever he fact boys going on a on a boat all with jeans and no tops, that's weird. Um and shit like that. Uh and they've they they've jettisoned Coughlin, two time Super Bowl winning Coughlin, might I add. Um gone gone this approach, this reports are telling us this hard line approach, this idea you know, he, he's trying. He's trying to be really strict, trying to set the tone, and, they, and they've just not had it. <laughs> they just well, been it's, like, it's... "No, no, I don't like this. I want to go on a boat, boss. I'm not after <laughs> that." <Fuck> that. <laughs> it's interesting you you compare him to Coughlin like that because if you watch the America's game, when I think it must be their first Super Bowl, 2007, yeah, talk about uh, where and shit. where he. Coughlin prior to that was doing it the hard way, being a disciplinarian. Um, that off season decides to actually, I'm going to just try and be a bit more relaxed this season, and he just lets them lets the players have a lot more freedom and do. It. And they they completely completely turn it around by taking that approach, which I think he largely carried on. Um, yeah, now now you've got McAdoo 
coming back in with this. And yeah, obviously 10 years on, other than pretty much Eli and nobody else, it's different personnel. I, yeah, you know, I'll defend him to say I don't suppose Odell Beckham's the easiest guy to manage as a personality. It would be fair to say, but you've, you've, when someone's that good, you've got to make it work, haven't you? What's your money earned on? Yeah. What's your money? This is exactly. like, this is, uh, this is, this is, this is, uh, poker and you've got pocket jacks, uh, pocket aces, sorry. You've got to make, you've got to get the most out of your hand. Your hand is Odell Beckham Jr. Obviously, you can't, you know, in, injuries are injuries, but it, it, it does seem pretty obvious. It, 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 they don't want to play ball for him. And yeah. the thing is, for me, American football, probably unlike any other sport, is that there there's definitely something intangible about whether it's your teammates, whether it's a, your, your coach, uh, play, whether it's purely, you know, last season playing to win Super, whatever. There is something you get from actually caring about wanting to play. And I'm, I, I, I'm sure that's the case in every sport. Maybe rugby is a, a good comparison in that those effort plays, those... I'm going to hit harder. I'm going to run faster. I'm going to ignore this knock and that knock. It it, it takes you over the edge. You know, it's it's a different it's a different animal. And 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 these guys are playing with zero intensity, zero heart. It's just it's actually embarrassing to watch for a franchise um, like the Giants. It's the same in any sport, isn't it? You mentioned rugby there, but in in any sport. Effort, but I think in effort something with a like modicum football, of with a modicum of talent will I think always football, be. You can get away talent. with it. No, I, I disagree. You, can, you saw, you see what? So, a team like Wimbledon back in the day, zero. Uh, sorry, that's a bad analogy. Actually, about to basically make Liverpool. my counter. They're, they're the opposite. Make, make my counter. <laughs> I was about to get, that was going to be my counter argument, but I do think you can get. Um, Classy players who don't try very hard and will go and batter, um, you know, an average or poor side. Um, and it, I think it's just more, you're more likely to be able to yeah. go out there and be a good t- team in a physical game. I think, and I think the what physicality you're that I suppose that's talking about, that intensity and the physicality is, let's say, seven or eight times out of ten, effort will beat talent. There will be occasions where talent alone will do the job, but. Yeah, I'm going to say eight times out of ten, you've got to have that work ethic and hard work to go with it. Otherwise, your talent's pointless. I, I think it, it depends on the position and the sport to a certain extent. But I agree with that, and yeah, particularly in a, in American football, you can't you can't give even ninety percent. Especially yeah. if you're an O lineman or a D lineman, and you don't give it everything, you get found out instantly. No um, coasting, mate. Every play. Yeah. Absolutely. Adam, your boy's doing all right. Go on, spend a few minutes. Fucking hell. I, I, <laughs> I can't remember the last time I actually talked about them properly. Um, they've been... They probably haven't been the most exciting to watch compared to what they should be compared to last year, maybe. But they've they won four, four in a row. Um, haven't necessarily looked that convincing doing it. Um, came in... So those four have been the Colts, the Browns. The Ravens, the Bengals, none of none of which you think are a big test, but um, players are getting fitter. Mariota's looking 100% or close to again, uh, as is Demarco Murray. He scored three touchdowns on Sunday. They're twice in a row 
having sort of drifted through the third quarter, ended up coming up with a fourth quarter drive when they really, really needed it. You know, Baltimore, they weren't actually losing, but you could just sense that the game was drifting away. Uh, against the Bengals, they were losing. Uh, they were down 2017 with five minutes left. You know, when Marcus needed to pull something out of the bag two weeks in a row, he's done that and taken them down the field and, and scored you know, in that you know, third and goal on Sunday. Uh, if they don't get don't score a touchdown on that play from seven yards out, that game's going to overtime and who knows where. And he gets it off to screen pass to, to Murray, who, who takes it in. Um, that really encouraged me. Um, they haven't been convincing, um, but you win you win four in a row, five and three. A tough game this week at, at the Steelers, but the, after that, the, the schedule looks quite kind again. Um, the AFC South have lucked out a little bit with uh, with some of the teams they're, they're up against. They're coming up against your boys soon, Russ, in December. Um, yeah, I, I'd, we should touch wood uh, be a playoff team this year, you know, unless... Unless something something goes wrong or injuries injuries come, they've perhaps been a bit lucky even. But you know, winning winning games in that manner encourages me a lot more than it probably did the way the manner that they beat the Browns a couple of weeks ago, which was ugly. Is um is Tennessee or or, or maybe maybe no mate you know what not Tennessee. Let's just talk more broadly here. There's this idea that the NFL is suffering. We've kind of touched on it a few times um, so far this season. So just just struggling with its um, viewership, struggling with its interaction with fans, its popularity. Uh, and a lot of this is kind of linked down to star power. Now, I'm not having a pop at Tennessee in there star power I, I like Mariota I think there's fuck all outside of him but we talked about the Saints and the Buff uh, the Bills Atlanta Dallas um, and the 49ers and Giants outside of Drew Brees obviously Zeke's gone down I mean there is literally no drawing power there um, and what sort a, lot of, can, a lot of injuries to the, lot, the big lot, guys this year haven't there but, I mean, even so, you've got to think there's 16 teams, 52, 52 players per side. Um, there's got to be more than Aaron Rodgers in there, in this game. I, and, and to be honest, I suppose it's not really talking about us. We will watch it anyway. But to make you sit down and watch a game instead of watching Red Zone, to, to encourage you to think about the result instead of fantasy... What I has, this, has the NFL got enough? I find this hard to hard to answer because I love it too much. I think it's it's difficult for somebody who's that obsessed with a game. You know, I'm going I'm going to watch it anyway. Um, Russ, you, you, know, about you what, what, yeah, that's, what's your opinion? Uh, you know, fairly NFL newbie. Um, last year, you, you know, you've been around us guys who love the NFL, so you, you're probably a bit more clued into other than 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 others, but. What's your opinion? I mean, if it if it wasn't for the fact that you was you know coming on today, or you might be on again, are you are you still interested in the NFL? Yeah, very much so because I've I've started to appreciate the the intricacies, the physicality, the the technical aspect of the game itself. You know, I can fully appreciate that now. Where whereas before, I didn't really give it a chance because I was I was very much blinded by the the padding and the the high fives. <laughs> what I will say, what I will say is, as good as 
the red zone is to keep people uh, interested in general NFL and for one, like you mentioned, the fantasy aspect. I can see it's very easy for people not to not to watch not to watch the games, not to be involved in it, not to immerse themselves in it because you can watch the red zone and I you know I've been guilty of it as a as an absolute novice to see the action. You you want to be you're sucked into things happening whereas for periods of play in a, in a when you're watching a full match it's not always it's not always like that is it you know you're driving for 50 60 70 yards potentially and whilst that's great for someone who absolutely loves the NFL for people that are maybe just getting into it for people that you know are, are wavering on the on the cusp of, of falling out of love you know they're going to tune into red zone and they're going to come in and out of the come in and out of it rather than rather than really immerse themselves and that's and that's the way you know it's almost the way that televised sport is going to a certain extent. And then maybe the fact that they're all on to view at that time, you know, maybe there's a scheduling thing that needs to be looked at. Yeah. I mean, from, from this country, you don't, if you watch, if you choose to watch red zone from 6 PM on a Sunday, the only four games you're going to see are the, the middle of the night ones. So Thursday night, Sunday night, Monday night, um, other than Thanksgiving next week, which is coming up, which is a, a nice little bonus. Yep. Um, but what Red Zone does is... Sick day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, forget that Friday. Um, <laughs> Ashley's as well that night. Uh, what Red Zone does is it, if you, you know, I'd, I'd implore sort of new fans to watch it from 6pm, but to keep watching it after 9.30 when you get down to two or three games, the late ones, and you actually even watching Scott Hansen you get to appreciate more of what's going on and it kind of for all the excitement of 8 30 9 p.m when those early games are coming to a, a close and all the the mental stuff that, that's going on it then kind of quietens down once those early games are finished and you get you can pretty much follow closely the two or three games that go on after that and it kind of breaks you into it and you get more a uh, more of an understanding of what's what's going on you can follow them properly and you know, from there, I, I enjoy enjoy watching Red Zone as much as as much as a live game. I just lo- love the sport, but it's a, a nice nice balance that. So this issue is um, is probably number one on the to do list of someone who actually gets paid <laughs> to 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 sort shit like this out. Um, Rog, uh, he's negotiating a, a new contract. 50 million a year, exclusive access to a private jet for the rest of his life. Not bad terms. Um, hopefully, well, say hopefully, I can give a shit. Pre- does the President of the United States get a private jet for life? Just just wondering. Well, Not well, that I care about this one. He doesn't uh, work for 32 billionaires, <laughs> essentially. <laughs> well, he probably does, <laughs> in fairness. That's exa- in fact, that's exactly what he does. I, 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 the, the commissioner of the NFL and the president of the United States, probably not that far away. Um, but Goodell having a bit of a standoff. Jerry Jones, the most outspoken. Uh, they've got official beef. Yeah, I wonder, wonder why. <laughs> Yeah, well, uh, obviously, Jerry Jones flexing his Dallas muscle, given the fact that Zeke's um, six-game suspension has been reinstated. Uh, Do we give a shit if Goodell's here or if it's another dude in a suit? Does it make any difference at all? 
Not really. Not to me. I don't know. I mean, I, I, he, he gets a lot of flack, Adele, doesn't he? Uh, I don't suppose. Yeah, I think what what would happen if it's someone else? Probably not a lot would change, if I'm honest. Uh, the, the thing that made me laugh about this this deal that he's demanding, the private jet, and you you read the you read into it, it's like I, I'm not signing this unless I get 50 million a year and a private jet for the rest of my life and private healthcare for my family, which would be worth. That's the sort of thing that I'd ask for. Um, negotiating terms for a job. <laughs> or... It's like like champagne and shoe polish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that that that's a deal breaker apparently. <laughs> for for all that's gonna cost them a bo- booper or my, my, whoever they're gonna go to. A funny thing that I saw where when we were thinking about this story, Doug sent a link uh, in the group. Um and one of the comments was <laughs> What a joke. I would do this job much better for a fraction of the price selling himself um (laughs) i would start by finding anyone a hundred grand per game that was disrespectful to the country and he's clearly moral uh i I don't know where he's going with that hit him up he's probably going for people who are kneeling for the national anthem i imagine based on the comments you see on those threads freaking a f-r-i-c k-a-n-a Capital A at the end. Don't understand why. Uh, good luck. Probably not going to be the person that gets the suit uh, for the, when when Goodell eventually goes, which he doesn't sound like he is, based on what we're seeing here. True that. Forty-five minutes into reviews. That's a long time, Adam. Before we wrap up um, week ten of the NFL season, I know you want to talk about the the Madden Cam. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm kind of selfishly angry about this. Um, and I know Doug disagrees with me. Uh, he's not here to, to articulate that. I don't know how you feel about it, Craig or, or, or Russ. Um, they've, you may have seen the Falcons-Patriots game a few weeks ago was fog-bound. And in the second half, NBC realised that you just couldn't see what was going on from the normal angles that the camera would bring you the game. So what they did was they went to the spider cam like above, above the field that scoots all over the place and showed the second half from behind the quarterback because that's the only shot that they could get where you could actually see what was going on. Um, quite a few people liked it. So they've now said, right, we're going to bring you Thursday night football in week 11 um, entirely from that view. Um, so they had NBC showed a drive of the Cardinals Seahawks game. I think it was last Thursday. Um, I hate it. You can't, you lose for everything you gain with a different perspective. Uh, you lose too much of what's going on. You can't see uh, whether someone's getting a first down. You can't see the full width of the field. Um, it's changing something that isn't broken. It's, I don't, well, I don't have a problem with trying this sort of stuff, but you, you're trying it um, in a game that involves my team. So that's where I'm getting selfish about it. Um, bring it in for something like preseason or the Pro Bowl. It doesn't matter. See how it looks. Um, but I've seen enough of it to know I don't like it and it's going to annoy me. Um, I kind of feel this is one of those things that I'm in the minority. Uh, I somewhat irrationally hate change, but I just just don't like, you know, you're not, you're not bringing me the ashes from square leg or showing me a rugby match from behind the posts all of a sudden. Um, I, don't, I don't see the point of this. Um, tell me I'm wrong, somebody. You're wrong. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I, 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 I don't know if I want to watch a whole game. Mm. 
Yeah. So, yeah I don't yeah. know if I want to watch the whole game, but I like it's new. I'm a, I'm a fan of trying shit. I'm a fan of trying shit, and if it don't work, stop it. Um, no, I, I'm not knocking I, that. Try, don't, don't try it when my team's playing. Well, that's, when that's, else did you try it? The Pro Bowl. He did say Pro Bowl. But nobody, nobody, nobody watches the Pro Bowl and nobody watches preseason. Some, if you're not somebody, invested right. in the game, you're not going to give you a fair representation of whether it works or not. I'm, I'm happy for it to, 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 to give it a go. Because to be honest, I think there's flaws with NFL cameras anyway. Um, I like I you, you, you I like being able to see what's going on on the offensive line, um, and I think that gets far too missed in general. So uh, uh, I don't I, mind. Sorry, I don't mind the odd play or the, even the odd drive. If I'm honest, it's the whole the whole game, and you've got you've always got replays from different angles. Um, but the the most important thing for me to see when I'm watching is a well for starters a balance between offense and defense, but to see how far to go to that first down or to the, the touchdown um, is vital. And you lose that with this, this view. I hear you. I'm on the fence until I've seen it. I can't, I can't make any comment and, and make any sort of decision until I've actually seen what it looks like. Yeah, I, I mean, I think we all need to. I think that, that it'll improve and uh, make a judgment. I'm, I'm a fan of, of shit like this. I like trying... To make the game better, make it different, and then if it doesn't work, don't worry about it. My, it was only the Titans game. My view is to show it from all angles. Don't like you say, don't just show it for the whole game. Use it sparingly for for certain situations, but there's no need to be able to to show the whole game from a specific camera other than the traditional side-on camera where you can open out and, and have a whole pitch view almost. That's what I would say. I think we may need to come back to this next week when we've uh, when there's been a whole game. I'm probably the only one watching it because it's the Titans and Steelers. Um, but yeah. um, we'll, <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> So I think that wraps up week 10. Um, as we look forward to week 11, alongside podcast one sentence previews. Um, they've been good recently. One taken that. Doug, cue the music. Tennessee at Pittsburgh. Unwatchable with that camera angle. Except I will watch it and be angry about it and probably the result. Detroit at Chicago. Liars need this to stand any chance of the postseason, but don't put your team yet, Detroit fans. This could be Trubitsky's coming out party. Jacksonville at Cleveland. Bortles facts can go seven and three with a win in Cleveland, but with those two offenses and defenses, expect a three a six-three scoreline. Baltimore at Green Bay. Green Bay without Aaron Rodgers is like something that is absolutely rubbish without something else. Arizona at Houston. This is Arizona's first visit to Houston since 2005. Stats. LA Rams at Minnesota. Your best bet for good football this weekend. Look for the 30 point run to come to an end in Minnesota. Tampa Bay at Miami. We were all excited before week one when we previewed this matchup. What a difference a hurricane and 10 weeks makes. True that. Kansas City at New York Giants. Giants get battered at home. Again. Washington at New Orleans. Just no stopping the Saints at the moment, and I can't see this game being any different. Buffalo at LA Chargers. With Blockhead out, look for the Bills to rebound here. New England at Oakland. 
Espero que los Raiders ganen en Ciudad de México dos equis, por favor. The Google Translate. <laughs> Cincy at Denver. And the prize for the most irrelevant game of this week goes to Philly at Dallas. Doesn't get any easier for the Cowboys in week two of Zeke's suspension. Finally, a tasty game for Sunday night, though. Atlanta at Seattle. Playoff implications here. Look for Russ to win this one with his banged up defense. And that is your one sentence previews for week 11. Well, I take. thought for a moment you were talking about Milson rather than Wilson. For a second, that would have, that would have been amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I hear Russell Wilson, I'm like, yeah, that, that could be yeah, me. Basically, basically me. <laughs> Every Seattle Arizona game from now on will be the Russ Bowl. That was decent from uh, from Wilson as well. Last week or the week, just gone or the week before, where he basically just ran around when he ran around in circles and then picked a pass oh, out. Of yeah. That was incredible. Yeah. It was well. Speaking of, let's uh, let's head to fantasy. We like fantasy football. We like fantasy football. We like fantasy football. Why? Fuck knows. So another week. Uh, another fantasy week in the books. I'm pretty. I, I'm feeling. I'm feeling a little bit disappointed, boys. I'm not gonna lie. It's first time I think I started fantasy like this. Um, I took. A, I took. A, I took a bad loss this week. I took about. I took a, a, the worst loss I think I've ever had since I've been playing football. Uh, fantasy football. It didn't really matter, which is a good thing. Um, but I've had a few very close losses this week. Anyone want to have a guess at how many points I lost by? 0.03. 60 odd. <laughs> Somewhere in the middle. 0. 0.04 points. Four yards. Do I get a prize for that? That wasn't That's bad. But I feel like you knew that somehow. Um, <laughs> but what I will tell you is that Cam Newton had a good game. If you've got Cam Newton, you're pleased to see him tr- finally finding his groove. Um, he. Could have had he could have had two more touchdowns and that would have won me the week. But whatever, we won't dwell too long on uh, the the disappointment in my league of records. Forty three points. Um, looking, I mean, don't get me wrong, it was a god awful Miami defense. Forty three is that PPR points? I assume. No, no. no Does he not. get it's bloody hell? Yeah. I oh, know. I lost to him in one of them by points. He, he, he was he was unbelievable. He ran. I think he ran one through two or three. I haven't got the stats up at the moment, um, but he he he, he was mustered. Um, and and if you've got Cam, you've been waiting on him to to start scoring some points, uh, and the, you would have been pleased. The most frustrating thing for me, well, Doug, we played Doug. The purchases played Doug this week, and he had Cam Newton on his bench. <laughs> yeah, he, he somehow he's managed to end up with oh, Cam and Goff, and they're both coming into form, which is really irritating. Well, <laughs> Although I do think that train for Goff is 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 at the end. Uh, and here's a fantasy shout: if you've got a QB on your bench, like a Cam Newton, um, and you've been rolling with Goff, Goff is a trade asset right now. Sell him high. You're only got a week or two for trades, really. Now before. People are going to be pretty much set with what they've they've got. If you've got Jared Goff and you've got a serviceable or good QB in the chamber, you can get something back for him right now. 
as the bio weeks dry up, the Q, QB stock goes down a bit at this time of year anyway. It's a tricky one. You've got to find somebody who needs one, which gets harder to do. As you well, if you've got go Matt Ryan, stretch. you need a quarterback. <laughs> mm. Well, we've got three R- of them. <laughs> Russ, you wanted a moan, didn't you? Well, I, yeah, you know, I can't excuse the, the Partridge's performance from last week. 35 points is just, you know, you can't say anything about that. What I will say is we're you now... Can. Well, yeah, it was shit. Um, what I will say, though, is that as a team, we are four and six, as is Craig, and I think it's Martin, is it a boy named Sue? Who? Who? Yeah. Um, we're all four and six in our, in, our, um, in our conference, or our league, should we say. Um, but what we have lost, the Partridges have lost in the last four weeks... We lost to uh, Mark raping and a drugging where he got 105 points. Like a record for him this season. That was in week seven. We lost to um, almost uh, almost Jameis, who scored 118 points on the week that they beat us. Which, again, was some kind of record for them. And they've not, you know, they've been getting an arse in from a lot of teams. We got beat this week by Doug who scored 123 points and still had Cam Newton on his bench. He had Mark Ingram getting a hat. Mark, Mark Ingram had a hat-trick. Um, you know, points from Thielen, uh, Goff. And we seem to be coming up against teams that are scoring an insane amount of points. And I know this is how this type of fantasy works. And you can only play who you're playing against and stuff. But for fuck's sake, we, are, we, we have been asked, for want of a better phrase, in you know left right and center we picked up 93 points this week which you know would have beaten uh would have beaten the super vines would have beaten uh professor fumbledore Jameis, ray royce's family values patriots rogers appreciation site and he got 31 points which is even lower than what we got um would have beaten a raping and a drug in would have beaten joe's check yourself La Roca, uh, we even Dude, um, would have just beaten you. We would have that's just beaten enough. you as well. No, that's it, that, right? That now you've enough. got my attention. Pe- people, people hitting hard on the Norwich Partridges, and you know we have had. How many points? A how, many, how many points did you score last week? Ninety-three point eight. And the week before, uh, thirty-five. So <laughs> the average points over two weeks about fifty something. But we've got Listen, Andy Dalton. We got Andy Dalton at QB. We've got Bridgewater this, and Garoppolo on our bench. This um, is the game. This is the game. And it's a frustrating one. I scored 112 points. 112.96 points and lost by 0.04. I'll tell you what, Russ, This is the point that I think you could truly feel like you belong. <laughs> Having that kind of... Those, those True that. Feelings. That feeling. That feeling is, is so frustrating. The what ifs. Oh, if only... Yeah. Dude, Cam Newton could have fell forward for four more yards. He was open. He was the last man. Somehow, safety ran him down because he was showboating and looked knackered uh, late in the third. It's, it's, it's a game. It's a horrible one. Um, but I think I think we are we playing each other this week, Russ. I think we are, mate. Yep. And uh, I I need to get that one back because you turned me over. To be honest, our division is quite tight. I think top two go through. Uh, most people are, you, you know, you've got the next three, four, three to four weeks to really solidify or cement your place um, in the in the playoffs. Rush, you're trying to make a move before before um, 
before Sunday? Any waivers caught your eye? There's a lot. I've got um, Funchess is on a bye week this week. I've just been put to the top of the the Panthers depth chart. Scored a, bagged a couple of touchdowns at the weekend. He's up there on a bye week this week. The Panthers. So you know, I need Willie Sneed to start doing a bit. He is literally not seeing any action. Um, but yeah, there's nothing nothing on waivers at the moment. That's looking like it's going to do anything. The the long snap league with sixteen teams is you know I should have called my team Slim Pickens. <laughs> yeah, I, I like I like Bridgewater. What would I have to give you if I wanted to get Bridgewater? I need a QB. Matt Ryan is pissing me off. We saying Russ, little little if on you, air trade, a little on air trade. Let, let's have a quick look. Obviously, I'd have to I'd have to run it past um, I'd have to run it past Ben. You say However, you don't have the authority. Is that what you say? Well, no, I, I, I do what I'm I want. I, Craig, I do what I want. You give... Um... Roy Evans doesn't have to ask Gerard Houllier what he wants to do, does he? <laughs> uh, well, I, I'll take I'll take Marshawn Lynch or Julio Jones for uh, Teddy Bridgewater. Never get in Julio. Uh, it might give you, it might give you Lynch. Chuck Burkhead in. Let's talk. I reckon we can work something out. Let's, let's talk. Let's talk. Let's talk. Okay. Um, Adam, you looking at anything on the wire this week? No. Actually, I had a look. I had, I had a look and I've, I've, I get muddled up with other leagues, but I think I've, yeah, normal defence and kicker generally swap them around a bit, but no, there's nothing, not much there. Pretty happy with my team at the minute. If you've um if there's you know the likes of Case Keenum and Teddy Bridgewater, not bad to to go out and get. I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be surprised if people start stashing, just Philly skill players because Wentz is unbelievable, and if one or two players go down, someone's got to come in. I've so. seen. I've, pro- I've I did see Blunt on a. Waiver wire. I don't know if it was uh, probably not this league, but it's sort of no, surprising. It is, I know a, a giant. It it's uh, it's in our long snap pod league. I, I don't fancy Blunt to be honest. No, with I, you. I, I don't. But um, it did stick out. But if you've got Philly players, um, you know they're the ones. I'm, I I miss Ertz. He was injured, and then there was a buy. Um, but he's been. The go-to guy really this season scored a shitload of touchdowns and how many? Um, so, like, if you've got Ertz you're, like me, you're pleased to be seeing him coming back in the game. And I and I think um, you know, if you have got Cam in uh in that position, and you maybe earlier in the season you picked up a second quarterback just to cover yourself, um, I would roll with Cam now. I liked Cam. Yes, Miami are a god awful defense, but. Cam Newton is a type of player that loves himself, and that that that's and that's cool, man. You He's know, the players, type of guy that has himself in fantasy. Hundred percent, hundred percent. You know, players who just I want to do well because I want to look good. Type of guy who plays well on Monday Night Football because everybody's watching. You know, and I I love that. I I think yeah. that's uh, that's you know that's big time. So if you have got a second QB, uh, roll with Cam. Get what you can from. Uh, anything else for fantasy this week? Viney keeps saying he wants recognition. I don't know why. Move on. <laughs> what has he? What has he actually done though? Isn't Mark? 
Is it Mark leading? I haven't looked, if I'm honest. <laughs> <laughs> Even the guy who organised it doesn't give a shit. <laughs> there you go. Adam, what I do need you to do is to start that little um, uh, spreadsheet you did with the picks because we'll get them up on Thursday. I don't know if actually we need a spreadsheet since we're only picking one team. We don't need a spreadsheet, do we? No, we're not. We're picking a number of teams. Maybe we do need a spreadsheet. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Is this another thing that we uh, we promise and don't follow no, through? No, uh, no. I'm, I'm, I'm now. I'm delegating. Okay. I do. Oh, I can bring that back again if you like. Do it. Yeah. That's it for fantasy. Big Ben, Bill Belichick, Matt Prescott, Fat Rob, defensive players are idiots. So, about an hour and 20 minutes in, talking shit with only three of us. <laughs> uh, let's hit uh, any other business. Adam. All right, I've actually got a quick one. Uh, it's a... Okay. <laughs> I gen- genuinely do. Um, Twitter can be ridiculous at times. It's full of so much hate. But I just saw one little thing today that cheered me up a little bit. I know this kind of thing happens every now and then, and it's maybe not always noteworthy uh, but i saw a tweet that had been retweeted six and a half thousand times just some seemingly random guy he requested um he had a severely autistic son who was 19 years old and he requested from his son's christmas list if anybody could locate a postman pat obscure vhs video uh, he had a picture of it um, matched his his favorite book or favorite story this is his son desperately wanted this for Christmas. And I just had a look. Um, a couple of people I follow had retweeted this. I thought I'll have a quick look down the thread. And someone's come up with it um, and said, oh, yeah, yeah. I've got that kicking about in my loft. I'll send it to you. And you think, actually, sometimes a little bit of good can come out of Twitter. And that, that cheered me up. So there you go. There's my only other business. A little bit of faith in humanity restored. Yeah. Oh, that's good. That's nice. I'm going to go next with not so much positivity. Um, (laughs) I don't know if I've done this before, but if I have, uh, it was due for me to do it again. I was in Tesco's today. Tesco's? No. This is more traditional AOB coming here. Well, with Dougie not being here, uh, and like that's two out of three, you know, I feel like the podcast needs balance. I'm willing for us to change, but no one, no one likes quick change. No, we need to do it progressionally. So I'm helping. Um, so I was in one of those supermarkets, and there was a book, uh, a new Dan Brown book. Fair enough. Dan Brown wrote the Da Vinci Code, and then wrote the same book six times after. <laughs> uh, you know, that's fine. That's no problem. Hey, I read Dan Brown, do your thing. I got no issue with that. I'll probably read it. But what it reminded me is of that fat, lazy fucker, George R.R. Martin. What the fuck are you doing, son? It is Christmas in like six weeks and you still haven't written the new Game of Thrones book. They have already finished that season. Last season done. We've seen White Walkers. They rushed through it. Uh, g- probably going to get the new season next year. You, nowhere to be seen. Five years. Five years. And that's an estimate. It might be more. Write a fucking book, mate. 
we'll, we'll, we'll wait, write the book, you lazy bastard. Seriously, fucking die. <laughs> that book finishes, and I'll be really annoyed. That was not cool. Write the book. Write the book. Selfish, isn't it? Mate, it's just, not... where's your consideration? You call yourself an author. All right. <laughs> Russ, take a snowpower. Right. So, for those of you that listen to the All Over podcast as well as this one, um, I'm going to duplicate because I found it you know, highly, highly irritating. Um, on the All Over podcast, there are more than passing references to the the absolute legend that is Alan Partridge. Um, I spent the last two days of my life in Liverpool uh, for work. Um, my travel arrangements, I'll leave slightly out, but suffice to say that Flybe are a shithouse company, so we'll leave them well alone. Um, but I stayed in a well-known budget chain hotel that sounds a lot like Linton Travel Tavern. Can you get an Irish coffee at 2am delivered to your room? <laughs> I very much doubt it. Can um, a Fanta? <laughs> then I can get a can of Fanta. Um, but I did take my 12-inch plate to make the most uh, of the breakfast buffet. Um, yeah, so I, I missed stay, all that. Don't yeah. watch any Alan Partridge. That oh, mate, right well, you're, you're, you're missing out. Yeah, you it, are. You are. In, in, in such case, so I arrived at my uh, my accommodation and in, in the bathroom area, which is quite small, there is a toilet and there is a, a shower, probably a, a two and a half by one and a half kind of shower um, with a full length Shower curtain. Get up Monday morning, time for a shower. Right, put the water on. Everyone puts the water on before they get in the shower, right? You've got to get it to a temperature. Nobody actually gets Obs. in the shower and turns You've the water on. You've got to be on. pretty ballsy in an unfamiliar <laughs> shower to do the opposite, right? <laughs> exactly, right? So so I, I turn the shower on while I'm, you know, I brush my teeth and all that sort of stuff. So I get in the, I get in the shower, but I notice the full length shower curtain is being drawn into the shower like some kind of, I don't know, yeah, ghostly that's... cloak and when i pulled the screen and and obviously the 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 purpose of the shower curtain is to stop the water coming out but it's having the opposite effect because the curtain's being dragged into the into the shower itself so whilst then i pull the curtain back get in the shower and the water pressure is surprisingly good right i'm i'm really really happy with the the standard of the shower itself because they in those sorts of places the showers can be pretty hit and miss can't they so i'm happy with the the um the pressure of the water i'm getting in my shower what i'm not happy with is having to wrestle with a shower curtain while i'm trying to uh, you know try to go through my ablutions and it's just it's not good enough there's got to be a way other than expensive shower screens to stop the shower curtain literally and when you're wet it just wants to touch you yeah, and you can't get rid of it. And I I've was... had this phenomenon in a hotel before, a couple of times at least. The exact, the exact same thing. There must be a scientific explanation, like the difference in humidity or temperature is pulling the air in that direction. There Get in is, touch at Long Snap Pod. There uh, is literally snow. nothing worse than a mouldy shower yeah, curtain touching your yeah. wet body. Like, it is fucking shit. Pull it off for us. Fuck it. Get water everywhere. I was I thought for a minute it was because the door to this tiny bathroom was open, so I pushed the door closed. Then it just turned into what could only be described as a, a steam fest that, you know, would have been... Steam uh, fest you know, in cling film. It was, it was, you know, just 
Travelodge and these other hotel chains that have this type of shower room other, as opposed to a, a bath, where at least with a bath, you can kind of stick the shower curtain to the bottom and it, you know, it acts as a little bit of a glue, but this just was not having it. And it really ruined what should have been uh, a pretty tremendous showering experience. <laughs> Thanks for that, mate. <laughs> so Russ had a shower. There we go. I feel your pain. I feel your pain. Yo, <laughs> listen. That was fun. We've been here for a bit. Your commute is set. You are welcome. Before we go, check us out on SoundCloud and iTunes. Stop being lazy. Leave a review. We know that people actually listen to this podcast. We know that for a fact. So if you're listening... Well, we don't. We know not- they download it, which is all we really care about, and that them leaving reviews. That's true. That's true. It was a big hole no, in my no, logic. They don't listen. <laughs> Can't really. That was a massive hole in our... I'm assuming you listen. A lot of you download it. So I'm assuming a percentage of those people who download it listen. Just write a review, basically. Lazy bastards. Um, iTunes, SoundCloud, Twitter, Long Snap Pod. Uh, Twitter handles again, boys? AD Foxcroft. At Russ Milsom and at Mallover Podcast, if you like rugby. And I'm Edmunds162. It's another week. Remember pre-season when we was like desperate for football? And now we're talking about like the product and that. And then in like two months, we're going to be upset again. Enjoy it. We're here. Catch you next week. Peace out.